Happy National Crafting Month, everyone! This is Greg, and here are the hot glue and popsicle stick offerings you can listen to in the Popping Colors feed in March 2022. On the flagship Popping Colors podcast, we're picking up the pieces with a conversation about representations of grief in popular culture. I have an Under the Stole interview with David Reynolds, the author of Abe, Abraham Lincoln in His Times, which serves as the inspiration for a new documentary entitled Lincoln's Dilemma. Here David weave together the history and mythology of the great emancipator. Betsy and I are bedazzled by movies from 30 years ago this month. We discuss the joys and challenges of John Singleton's masterpiece, Boys in the Hood. Finally, Dan Joslin Simitowski is back to discuss baseball and sacraments on a new episode of The Sacred Six. This month, the glitter will be flying when we discuss confirmation and Joe Carter's most famous home run in World Series history. You're listening to the little DIY pod that always colors outside the lines. Thanks for joining us and keep those collars pops. to the sacred six sometimes an item in pop culture is just too big for one podcast episode that's where this show steps in i'm your host greg knight with me it's my special guest dan jocelyn simtowski dan welcome back to the show thank you thank you it's good uh we've got some folks loosen up in the bullpen but i think we're ready to that's go right. that's right we're still going strong though we're still well under 50 pitches at this point i would say uh this month we're chatting about the sacrament of confirmation by going in the way back machine to october 23rd 1993 when joe carter hit a walk-off home run to win the world series before we get started dan is the walk-off home run the most exciting thing in baseball i think absolutely only tied with the much rarer last out of a shutout or no hitter oh yeah but Mm -hmm. that's such a different beast that's a beast of waiting right where the walk-off is the the experience of instantaneous gratification i would say walk-off is walk-off is just so electric when it happens um especially if you know it right off of the bat right um but i would say if there was a game winning play at the plate that may be it for me. Yeah. Like yeah. there's something about getting that slide perfectly timed under the tag. Like that's or game, that's a or getting the throw from the outfield and perfectly to the catcher, right? Yeah. There's a lot of skill involved either way. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So Dan, we finally made it to an era of baseball where we were both alive to see it happen. Uh Joe Carter. And the actually, in retrospect, pretty stacked Blue Jays lineup versus the misfits from Philadelphia. How do we get to this point of these clean cut Canadians versus sort of Phillies team made up of cavemen? You know, it's kind of that um, glorious era of the Blue Jays having a mini dynasty. Right. Right. Yeah. The Jack Morris. Well, no, Jack Morris was in Minnesota. 
No, he went to the Blue Jays for 92. That's right. Right, yeah. right. yeah. And it really is a fascinating time of kind of real, you know, George Will, a couple of years before, had written a baseball book called Men at Work, right? This real sense of a kind of a real workman-like ethos in baseball. Yeah. People the just, Molitor, Paul Molitors, yeah. the Ola Roots, you know. Yeah, they just grind it out. They show up. They do their work. But also a really fascinating period in the late 80s, early 90s, where Canadian baseball was like a viable thing. You know, the 94 Montreal Expo is just getting robbed of the chance of being in the playoffs World Series. It's like one of the great tragedies. Of- mm-hmm. uh, we'll get into that a little bit later, but I always, I, I'm always firmly convinced that 1994 was the year that Cleveland was going to win the World Series. And uh, so I, I feel bad for them. I feel bad for the Expos. I feel bad for a lot of teams that year. <laughs> yes. I, I think you're right. I think that this is a time where baseball has a lot of characters, right? So the late eighties, you've, you've got like those crazy Mets teams. And then that leads to things like the, the, this Phillies team. And it's with a bunch of people that you wouldn't necessarily expect to be, you know, in the spot, the John Crux of the world, the Lenny Dykstra's of the world, but they get, they're held together by, Darren Dalton, who in retrospect is just an amazing kind of clubhouse leader in this moment. And then you have crazy characters like Mitch Williams, who's going to give up this home run to Joe Carter. And, you know, you kind of get the sense that like even Mitch Williams doesn't know where his pitches are going to go when he throws. That's all fun watching him. And at the same time, like, you know, just thinking of uh, thinking of a Blue Jays team that I forgot even had Ricky Henderson in their squad, along with Alomar and um, and Joe Carter, who hits the home run. So there are moments that stand out to you. And I think that there's there's something about baseball that when you experience these things as a kid, they kind of live with you a little bit more. So 93, I was a sophomore in high school. And I remember absolutely where I was sitting on the couch when Joe Carter hit the home run, what I was feeling, how it was unlike anything that I had ever seen in baseball before. And it just kind of confirmed not to kind of tip my hand here but just, just kind of confirmed that like what a glorious game that like you know i'm not sitting here watching a clock counting down anything can happen in this moment like carter could strike out mitch williams could plunk him mitch williams could throw one into the third row like there's no telling what's going to happen in this moment and for it to end with a three-run bomb to finish it I don't know. It's just, it, it just, it reinforces everything that I love about baseball. Yeah. I sort of have a different experience because I was not living in the United States during this time. I oh. was my junior year abroad at Oxford university. This was pre-internet. It was actually very hard to get U S sports news. You had to buy the international Herald Tribune to get U S news. It's kind of an outlet of the New York times. So I had a, a housemate. We're all from the same college and a house together. And she was from South Jersey. So she knew the Phillies were in the World Series because her dad told her. But I never knew this happened until <laughs> later watching ESPN. <laughs> <when> I got <laughs> back to the States. So um, I've really had to fill in this narrative in some ways. And so it just right. really says something about how baseball does not translate globally. Huh. Let's change now. Now I know there's a lot of UK baseball fans because I've lived there now in mm-hmm. the internet era. Um, and know people who watch baseball there. But early 90s, 
there was just no knowing about this. That's interesting. Well, I mean, what makes it even more interesting is that this is an international world series. This is the second right. international world series. It's a ever. North American world series. Exactly. <laughs> Joe has had his moments trying to lay off that ball low to the outside part of the plate, and he just went after one. Two balls and two strikes on it. Here's the pitch on the way. A swing and a belt. Left field. Way back. Blue Jays win it. The Blue Jays are World Series champions. As Joe Carter hits a three-run home run in the ninth inning. And the Blue Jays have repeated as World Series champions. Touch them all, Joe. You'll never hit a bigger home run in your life. So, uh, So what do you feel in the moment when Joe Carter hits the home run or when you eventually find out that Joe Carter hit the home run. I mean, it's the moment every kid dreams of. Yeah. How often do you get to see us in sports, right? Like usually the ending, I was recently watching a clip of the last out of every world series for the past 50 years. It was like a little video and so many outs are very prosaic. There's a dramatic call, but it's usually, uh, a grounder or a strikeout or a fly ball. How often do you get to end the world series with a walk-off home? Run? Yeah. Right. It's just, it really is kind of the epitome of the sports fantasy. I mean, it's comparable to the last second three pointer, you know, um, which I think is probably where a lot of those sports fantasies are for kids nowadays. You know, it's that sort of counting down in your head, like the three, two, one, right. Fire it up. As a baseball fan, well, with the exception of probably being a Phillies fan, this would have been just gut-wrenching <laughs> if I were a Phillies fan. And I work with a Phillies fan, and I told him that we were going to do an episode on this, and he he just kind of hung his head. It's <laughs> not a good memory. Um, but with, you know, it's it's just glorious to see. And I think that the joy of Carter's run around the bases and even the call. So touch them all, Joe, you'll never hit a bigger home run in your life. I mean, so true. Like, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, we're talking about confirmation. Like that's it. Like this is the biggest moment, right? This is everything. Yeah, I mean, so as someone who's worked in Episcopal parishes in children and youth ministries for how many years now? I don't know. Close to 15 years. Confirmation, while it's a sacrament that we don't necessarily always understand as a church, it is always a source of joy and pride, I think, for the people who participate in it. The parents of these the youth that do it the youth themselves the bishop the the congregation who are just excited to see young people for a change you know <laughs> after seeing like <laughs> mirror images of themselves for most of the year um it's just uh there's just this real sort of celebration and this real sort of moment of joy that's comparable to like when we do baptisms, but it's, it's, um, there's something, you know, mature about it at the same time. And I don't know, I, I don't necessarily always understand exactly what we're doing when we're doing confirmation, but I do know that our young people are claiming their place. They're claiming their voice in our church. And I think that that is a, an amazing thing to think about. Yeah. Confirmation 
for a young adult is part of what makes them a full member of the church. You know, if you're confirmed and you're 16 years old, according to the rules of the Episcopal Church, you more or less are a full adult member. And that's really significant. Mm-hmm. I, I've also worked a lot with adults who are being confirmed into the Episcopal Church or coming from other Christian traditions that um, a lot of them are seeking healing from. And it's a big deal for them to realize the Episcopal Church is their home. Mm. Or regardless of which tradition you're being received into, whether it's Roman Catholic or Lutheran or what have you, as an adult to say, oh, I finally found my home. Yeah. Can be really uh, healing, really part of a big integration moment for yourself. Yeah, and back to baseball. I mean, baseball is all about coming home, right? <laughs> and that's what the, I mean, that we call it the home run. Which right. for me, conjures up all those childhood images of running home for dinner and your mom calling you. And, you know, you know there's just something about being brought back in that I think confirmation is all about in a way. Like, yeah. And you have, you know, especially like when you think about the images of Joe Carter rounding third and all of his teammates are there waiting to kind of embrace him and take him into their arms. Yeah. It's this, it's this kind of finding of yourself in community that it's just glorious to see. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what comes out of the Joe Carter home run? What's the, what does the future hold? It's actually kind of dark in reality, which is a year without baseball. Yeah. (laughs) For me, it's really a question of what's going to happen to baseball in Canada. Yeah. Right. And the stories of kind of the death of the Montreal franchise when eventually moves to Washington and then the steroid era. So there's two things like, you know, is baseball in Canada going to be, get any better than this ever? And are we going to be able to survive the steroid era? Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, which also gets back to the confirmation too, which I always tell all of the kids that I work with that get confirmed is, you know, it's not, this isn't the end. This feels like this is a marker, like, yeah. we're, but, but we still have a lot more to do kind of going forward. And that's kind of what this moment is. I mean, if you were writing a movie, this is where you would end. Um, but yeah. no, there's going to be, you know, uh, labor disagreements and steroids and, you know, things like that. And there are going to be joyous moments going forward. And there's going to be moments of great work and pain going forward as well. And that's, you know, when we think about our, um, our uh, confirmation, it's not, that's not the end, you know, of our journey of faith. There's still so much more to go on the other side of it, which well, it's this, really this that, moment reminds me of too. Yeah. It's a journey of saying of becoming an adult and maybe, baseball is going to really lose its innocence and that's part of becoming an adult is realizing things aren't what you thought they were how do you work with the imperfection that's all around you and the imperfection that's in yourself uh being a grown- i don't like that part i'd rather just run around the bases <laughs> jump into the arms of my friends can i just do that over and over again? <laughs> come to church and you can <laughs> all right that's it We're heading into the middle innings here. Next up, we'll be talking about marriage through the lens of the 2016 Chicago Cubs. Dan, are you ready to take a trip to the Jake in Cleveland, Ohio? 
It might be a house of horrors, but that's where we're heading. <laughs> Somehow, I think we may make a detour to Boston in this next episode. We'll see what happens. It, we'll it's building. It. It's building, folks. <laughs> we'll see you next time.